Clean cut, but morally corrupt. It's forwards, backwards podcast, not from the corner of Glenway and Monroe and not from the Gimme Some Truth Studios. This week, we repress the CLT like Freud, re-Darby the Henny, and talk offside, plural. As always, I'm joined by the Jerry Garcia to my Robert Hunter, Kyle Carr, the hardest working man in Madison sports podcasting. Dan Fallon is currently serving as a judge at a fat bear competition. Kyle, have you heard of a hashtag hot girl walk? No, I, wow. I have no clue what this is. Like, is this wow. supposed to be like a play on hot girl stubber? Like, I have no idea what this is. Well, this is amazing that I, you know, because you're significantly more online than I am, especially as I have moved away from, you know, all things Twitter. Um, and I've basically abandoned my, my Facebook account. Um, and so I learned this today at, at work. Uh, and, and so it is a daily walk, um, whereby, hold on, let me, let me read. I have, uh, you know, some information for you on this subject. Um, basically what is the hot girl walk? It was something invented by Mia Lind during the pandemic. Uh, she explains, uh, that it's really easy to achieve fantastic results in terms of fitness Doing the walk itself is surprisingly simple. You walk two to four miles daily for about an hour. During your walk, you listen to uplifting musics, uplifting podcasts or music. It's what you do during the walk that matters. You're only allowed to think about three things. One, things you're grateful for, your goals and how you're going to achieve them. And three, how hot you are. And so I think, you know, and then she mentions, uh, you know, really, her goal was she she wanted an exercise she could do every day, and she she decided on walking, but you know uh, she realized people sometimes view walking as not a legitimate form of exercise, and she decided walking needed rebranding. We needed a rebrand, so that's where we are now as a people. We're rebranding walking, but okay. uh, th- this inspired me because I think we should become the sort of positive motivational uh, podcast that, you know, whether you're taking a hot girl, hot guy, hot, you know, uh, non-binary walk, you can listen to our podcast. We're going to be all positive all the time. Yeah, we got it. I mean, there was a great result last week. A lot of things to be positive about, you know, Ford Madison had on what four or five unbeaten it was the month of june was very good for them scoring multiple goals since we last recorded they were again we didn't record because we wanted to keep the streak going yes this was like this i said they scored multiple of, goals you know more so than normal us not recording was an act of mercy it was yeah. an attempt to sustain really hot flock summer hashtag hot flock summer hot pretty well scored yeah. two goals They're against scoring, tucson one at yeah. home Scored three goals and got their first ever win against Greenville. It was great. A draw against Fuego on the road, not terrible. A draw against Tormenta on the road, not ideal, but they came back. They were down 1-0 at halftime, came back, get a Henny Derby win. It was great. The month of June was really, really good. So that, yes, we are going to be positive about that. We are, you know, and, and you know, um, we, we uh, something must have happened in USL League 1 over the one. Don't remember. Don't have any idea about it. You know, um, no idea what happened over the weekend. I don't no. know about you, you know, but so. All, all I know is know, um, Tucson, team that's sitting at last place, got a win in Chattanooga for the second time this year. Like, that was shocking. Um, 
some other teams won. You know, I, I think honestly, like overall, I mean, a pretty good weekend for Ford Madison. Let's be honest, if you're making a schedule, else. if you're making a schedule, just speaking purely hypothetically here, if you're making a schedule, you know, you have a team play on Thursday night at home. It would be ludicrous for no reason when they, you know, are already caught up on all their matches to send them on the road two days later. That would just be stupid. Why would you do that? I mean, I don't understand the logic behind it, especially when they had just played that previous Sunday. Like, it seems a little extreme. Uh, I mean, again, again, hypothetical. Right, right. That, that doesn't make sense. This is not the Europa. This is not Europa League nonsense that we're doing. Okay, yeah. we're not doing the Thursday to Sunday turnout. This is not the Europa League. Well, and again, don't do that. You know, different, different. You know, um, in USL League One, you can't put your players in the barometric chamber as they fly back, like I think they did for for Mo Salah during one of these. Right. You know, Liverpool did. I mean, they're not flying private jets. You know, you're you're going coach. So that means, you know, Friday morning, hypothetically, again, a team would wake up, you know, fly to, let's just say, a, a random city on the, on the East Coast, um, Charlotte, let's say. Yeah. You know, uh, probably not going to get a direct flight from Madison to Charlotte. Um, you know, maybe, maybe, but I don't think Way so. Way over in Chicago, maybe Atlanta. Over, yeah. You know, so then you're spending Friday, you know half your day between transport. You got to get to the airport two hours early. You know, you're spending well, half the your Madison day. Airport. I, I think you can get there like 30 minutes early, but you know, uh, I w- went to the Madison airport b- before, uh, uh, like on a Friday morning, actually funny story, uh, was flying out at 6am, got there, you know, four 30, something like that. Six fifteen flight. There was a line to get through the airport. That was to, probably the epic Madison. Because every time I've gone, it's like, just that night, like it's the evening, like 5 p.m. on a Tuesday, no line in security. Yeah. So, so what I, so I'm going through with all these people and I get stopped at security. I'm, I'm transporting. Uh, I'm going out to visit a friend in Massachusetts who's a pretty b- good cook and he's going to be supplying with me with food and wine. And I'm bringing him some fine choice, some of the best venison that I've ever had. Mm. So I'm traveling with a, a, a co worker of mine, shot the deer you know, supplied me with some back chops, traveling with the venison, you know, go th- pull that out. Cause you need to pull it out at, at security. You know, they, they want to know. And I get through the other side and they're like, sir, is this your bag? And very seriously. And I'm like, yeah, you know, um, and the guy's like, oh, we have to hand check it. I'm like, oh, fine. Goes in and pulls out another packet of venison. And I said, oh, geez. Oh, geez. In my best Wisconsin accent, I forgot the extra packet of venison there. eh?" <laughs> and you know, guy was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, probably happens all the time at the Madison airport, you know, just spare venison lying around. So Might as well. The venison through. It was delicious, by the way. Delicious. I'm, it's uh, if, if you, you know, if you're a hunter, southern Wisconsin, the venison, all corn fed so much better than like if you go up north where they're eating rocks and whatnot. Neither here nor there. So just again, hypothetically, maybe Neil Havati, Havlati forgot some venison in his bag, slows down the whole process going through security, you know, again, totally hypothetically. So maybe you end up spending, I don't know, eight, nine hours on Friday travel right after a game. Right. Uh, you know, again, you're probably in coach, right? Cause it's USL league one, not a lot of leg room. I don't know. You know, maybe you're, you're, there's probably a flight canceled as well, because this is America and like flights are getting canceled left and right. So we'll just also assume a flight got canceled. Yeah. And again, you know, so you spend and, you know, it's it's coach. So 
essentially at this point, you know, Eric Leonard is sitting in your lap. You know, if you're Phil Brino, they, they're packing you in. You, you can't stretch out your legs. Again, hypothetically, purely yeah. hypothetically. So, you know, you're, you're probably cramped up a little stiff when you get off the plane on Friday night. You know, get into, get into this East Coast town where it's probably, I don't know, hypothetically, a bajillion degrees. And very humid. And very humid. You know, and, and you, you haven't had any recuperation time. You haven't had any rest. Um, you know, hypothetically, why would you do that to a team in your league? Just, yeah, you know, yeah. And you know, they kind of eventually hypothetically, then you have to go with a completely different back three, a, a completely different attack. You're re, you're just a lot of rotation. Hypothetically, it, your captain is so knocked up, bruised up, unrecuperated, not even on your bench. Probably because then, you know his legs are too big to fit inside the the coach. I was gonna say airplane. that that would have been a lot of that would have been that would have fit in coach. That they would have had to put more money hypothetically, and then you know hypothetically you get the game in this stadium that's relatively empty. So then it doesn't even feel like an actual game; it just feels like a training session. And hypothetically, things just go off the rails early, and it's okay. Yeah, and you know not not worth sort of focusing on. Not worth focusing on. Some, some hypothetically, some guys might not have uh, made a good case for playing time, and hypothetically, some guys did pretty well. But you know, let's leave that all aside because we have some real things to deal with. The right. not at all totally made up Henny Darby, for instance, that, that, that happened. That was a yeah. legit thing that happened. Uh, was won by forward Madison on Thursday evening in the friendly confines of Bree Stevens Field, good friend of the pod. Kuba Shishostanyak said some real 2019 vibes in the stadium Thursday night. Uh, I was not in the stadium, watched the, the replay uh, because uh, I was playing in a golf tournament with my dad. Um, so, you know, look, am I the whitest man alive? Yes. Yes, I am. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to accept this, but you know, uh, had a golf like tournament. That. Had a golf tournament. So, you know, kind of key points that we wanted to touch on. First of all, Kyle, the first key point is just want to give you a, a couple of minutes to get some things. You know, when we lost the Henny Darby last year, you had some things you wanted to get off your chest. Oh yeah. This year right. we've, <laughs> we've won the, we've won the, 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 you know, uh, Henny Darby. We're going to, uh, uh, you know, our hot pod summer. So positive affirmations, let it, let it flow. Just talk about, by the way, how hot you are right now, Kyle. It, I'm pretty damn hot. It was, you know, when the first game happened, Ford Madison wins on a deflected own goal. They probably didn't deserve to win. They were hanging on by dear life. Lots of last gap saves. It happened, but you know what? They got the win and that's all that mattered. Then you fast forward and you have a Richmond team that's still doing pretty damn well. Like they're near top of the table. I think they were, they were top of the table as this match happened. Ford Madison is playing pretty well. You know, again, a couple games unbeaten, a couple wins, two wins at home in a row. So you're feeling pretty good, which only means that anything that could happen in this derby match is going out the window. It doesn't matter how well you play. It doesn't matter. It's a derby. You don't care. And, you know, when these two teams play, they throw out the the records. it, it, It really was. I mean, could not someone asked me, Oh, do you think Ford Madison is gonna win? I was like, they could win, they could lose, they could draw. I don't know. All I know is I am gonna predict a one-zero game because that is just how history dictates. 
It's hot. It's also very hot. It was like 90 something degrees. It was also packed. I got downtown trying to get to the stadium. Got there around quarter after six. Thinking that's a decent time. No, I had to end up parking on East Johnson because everything around the stadium was taken. So I was like, oh, this is a pretty good turnout. And 4,000 people showed up on a Thursday night. That was pretty awesome. Then the game, then the match starts, and Ford Madison was looking pretty good. We'll talk about it later on, but arguably, maybe offside should have existed. Oh, well, we'll talk about it more. But at at the very least, they looked threatening. They looked like a team that was capable of scoring. It's feeling good. At the very least, all right, they can get a goal. And unfortunately, Richmond scored right before halftime. And that was very frustrating. And the refs at the end did not give a foul to Cassini at the top of the box. That probably should have been given. And people are pissed off. People are frustrated. But I, in my ridiculous, possibly alcohol fuse optimism, said they will get a goal. And I tweeted, a goal is coming. They looked capable. I said that. They at least looked capable of scoring a goal. You were, they might not. You were embracing the concept of the hot girl walk. Hashtag yes. hacker walk at forward Madison. Only positive affirmations. As I'm taking polls of Hennessy, I am saying they're going to get a goal. They're totally fine. And as the match goes on, the, the chances are still there. But Akira Fitzgerald is ridiculously good. And it's really annoying. Made some really good saves. But it's okay. Just floating around. And then it happened. We get to the 80th minute. And Jeremiah Strang decides, okay, I'm just going to take the shot. I'm just going to pretty much do a turn, one-touch shot, gets it in the far corner. Great run across the box. Uh, 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 the, rang, the the run that they called, uh, again, we're going to return. It's somebody offside for in the first half. But fortunately, you know, the, the, there was a guy, in this case, playing sweeper, kept everybody onside. Great run from Strang across the box, gets the ball from Cassini, pops it in. Beautiful. Great ball movement, too. It starts off on the left. I think Maldonado gets it, gets it over to Smith on right outside the box in the corner. He's then able to swing it over to Cassini. Cassini dribbles, kind of attacks the box a little bit, does a nice little dump off pass, Strang making the run, turn, shoot. It was great. It was That is the type of attack we have seen more and more from Ford and Madison. That is the type of attack that has not existed at this team for much of its history. So it's nice. All right, cool. We're tied. All right, everyone's celebrating. We're feeling good, and we're getting the next capital. We're getting the next chant going, and you know it's fine. And then all of a sudden, we just hear a loud cheer, and we're like, "What just happened?" And people are Cassini's running with his shirt off. People are celebrating, and we realize four masses scored again, and like two minutes later, and again, good work by Sarius Rod. I'm, you know what? Good on him. He has he put in a very good cross. Strang makes a run, pulls the, I think he pulled at least one or two defenders. He's making a run to the near post that leaves Cassini there one-on-one with his guy. Cassini gets a good header. Beautiful. They're winning. It's great. And then there's a little part of me that's like, there's too much time left in this game. And it got to the end and Ford Madison just holding on. It's great. And Richmond get a corner. And I am stressed because if there's one thing Ford Madison, we're going to slightly deviate from positivity. Ford Madison is not good at defending sub pieces. Anyway, corner happens. All right. They clear They deal with it. Another corner. All right. Clear it. Good job, Eric Glider. Thank you very much. Another minute goes by. 
we're getting close to the end. Foul at the top of the box. And ironically, this was the same spot that North Texas had a free kick last year. At home, dying seconds of the game, attacking a flockhead. It felt, it felt like deja vu. And I decided, you know what? Let me treat my body well. I'm not going to look. I'm just going to have my back turned to this whole thing as it happens. And then it goes straight into the wall, and eventually the match ends. Ford Madison are now heading to Derby champs with a game to spare. So for the first time ever, it is not going down to the final game. No drama. So the trophy, the trophy is coming home. The trophy is coming home. So for that third match, it's just going to be a good party. How, how does the woman to whom uh, you are related by marriage uh, feel about you occupying mantle space with the Henny Darby trophy this, this winter? Because I have not fully said where it's going to go yet, she, has not, she does not oppose it because she understands it is the Henny Derby. Now, if this was some other, if this was some, if it was a different trophy or a random, say fantasy football, she would not be thrilled with it, but it is the Henny Derby. So that, that moves it up in the ranking. That, that gives, that gives me the okay. She understands the importance. So having now a follow-up question on all of this Uh, Thursday night, uh, is there going to be a walk in 90 pod? Yes. How much shit talking are you going to do to Elliot from, from Richmond? Because he did not exactly, you know, uh, you know, keep his mouth shut after they took home the, the, the Henny Derby. So are you going to, are you going to like spike the football? Are you going to treat? There will be words. Are you just, are you just going to like lay out little, little pieces of bait and let him Billy Bassett and Can just, I just be, take the bait? There's going to be a couple just jabs. There are going to be some jabs. And then I might throw a haymaker. I don't know yet because well, I know they're going to want to talk about a game that hypothetically could have happened on Sunday. And I'm just going to approach it like Encanto and start singing. We don't talk about Bruno. It's just going to go that route. I think it didn't happen. I mean, I don't know why. Right. People, I can't I mean, really explain a game that never happened. It, it, it's, you know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But yes, there will be. I will have probably some time to glow. Yes. Um, you know, my, my feeling is here. I think you've got now, really, you've got the best of all possible worlds. So like, you can just, I wouldn't lay the haymaker right away. I just keep dropping the little crumbs, drop the little crumbs, you know, don't, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to get rid of everything right away. You've got a whole year to get all of this off your chest. I mean, you know, it's all locked up. I I feel like right now I'll just be uh, right now. It's going to be the jabs. And then maybe like when it gets to the third game, I'll say something really, I'll I'll have something bigger than exactly. Cause it's also the last regular season home game of the season. So Um, what we have to worry about is the case where we meet them in the playoffs. That's what you don't want. Because then even if you win the Henny Derby, if we lose to them in the playoffs again, you know, manifesting positive energy, gratefulness, we will beat them. But again, hypothetically. And it would probably, it could most likely be, say, a title game. That would be fun to, you know, win that in a title. So then you keep the Henry Derby trophy and you have a USL League One trophy. Like, manifesting it. Yep, exactly. So you have, you, you know, you just don't have enough room in your trophy case anymore. It's a, it's a problem. 
you build a bigger trophy case. You it's, know, I'll yeah. make room. There's there's definitely things in this house that I can make get get out of the way for. Uh, a child, I think you can get get rid of one of the kids. There's there's a couple, you know, stuffed animals that I can probably eat out the window. It's fine. Yeah. Like, do we really need this TV? No, not really. Uh, you know, uh, computer overrated. Yeah, so, my work monitors. I don't need it. Yeah, I can just go to the office. <laughs> So let's let's talk a little bit about USL refing. Uh, here we are violating our uh, positivity. We'll be positive. We'll, we'll find a way to turn it into a positive. Yeah. Uh, what I want to say positive about it is the first goal was called offside. Uh, Mickey Maldonado made a brilliant little run, a great run. Juked a defender. Looks, he's a guy that has started growing into his role in the team, much like, and again, being positive. You know, earlier in the season, long ago in May, was not 100% sold on Cassini. He's looking like a much better player. He looks like he's getting in the groove. He is uh, uh, in the pocket, as the drummers say. Um, so that's been that's been very good. But Maldonado, you know, we had high hopes for, looked like a positive player. Uh, got a ball out on the wing, you know, juked a guy, makes his way to the center of the field. Mbake Jam, who's had his struggles early in the year, makes a beautiful run across the back of the defense. Maldonado plays a perfect ball. Jam takes it, knocks it in the back of the run, the, the, the net. He looks, Jam looks like he made a perfect flat run across the defense in line with his, the man marking him, who is chasing him. Akira Fitzgerald raises his arm. The guy who is literally staring at Mbake Jam's butt as he is running right in front of him, raises his arm, and somehow they call an offside. Honestly, um, that was a really well-taken goal by Bakke Jam. I want to give him credit for it. was, you know, one-on-one. I, it, it was one of those where if they didn't call it offside and he misses it, we go, how do you miss that? So he put it away, and that was very good to see. That's what I'll say about that call. It was a good, well-taken chance that went into the back of the net. And you got, even if it supposedly, for some reason, doesn't count, it, it was well-taken. I mean, excellent run from Maldonado. Great play from him. I think we're starting great to see pass, a little bit. Great where, pass. You know, you, now, you know, uh, you have threatened to yeet the back three in the sun. We're starting to see some moves from, from Maldonado, some uh, exploitation of the spaces. I think Gebhardt is starting to grow into his role as well a little bit, understanding, you know, his requirement. I've been impressed with the him. The midfield. Yeah. Very impressive. And even with Drew Connor getting hurt, Alan Torres has come in and looked fantastic. Uh, the ball that he played against Tormenta for Mikey Maldonado's goal, honestly, wonderful. Even if Yara was doing I don't know what back there. Still a great pass by Torres. He's done this now again. He did it in the Open Cup match. So good job, especially for a kid that young to come in, step into this kind of game and play really, really well. It's great. And it helps having someone like Andrew Wheeler or Maniu right next to you able to kind of keep everything level. Um, I was just thinking about something with Eric Leonard. Do you think they um, pay for pay for his ticket or do you think he gets like they try to get him a child's ticket or do you think they try to squeeze him in the luggage underneath? The I would plane? say the luggage. I, w- I would say the luggage because y- you get free. Y- you can have kids for free under two. Okay. Uh, only under two. Okay. Only under I two. I mean, you know, the, you have to pay the over because I'm guessing even Eric Leonard weighs more than 50 pounds. So you probably have to pay the 
heavy luggage charge, but you know, right. um, probably still less than a, a place. I mean, you're already paying for the carry on anyway, probably because you're flying coach. So yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very true. You don't. Yeah. Um, so uh, totally unrelated there. Uh, so uh, the second goal was very confusing. If you were like me watching at home on the replay, because uh, basically cross comes in and headed in. And now I'm blanking on who headed it in. Um, okay, Jam. <laughs> and Bakke Jam again, two goals called off and they go, Oh, he was offside. And again, it was like, well, he was actually like heading the ball behind his defender. He looked like he started behind his defender. Uh, the cross came in, I believe from Gebhardt. Gebhardt had the ball on his foot, was dribbling by the guy. So it wasn't like he was offside and they called it back and it was like, where did this offside come from? But in fact, here's where being in the flock end comes in handy, Kyle, because you informed me that some people saw it right there and that, in fact, it was not an offside call. So positivity, USL refs. The refs got it correct. The refs got it correct. I was was also confused because I didn't see it. I was capoing. I see Bakke Jam get a yellow card. I was like, why is he getting a yellow card for a called off goal unless he was screaming or saying something to the ref? which I would not have blamed him. But according to, yes, multiple people said it went off like his arm slash shoulder when he headed it. So that is why it was called back. It was more of a handball situation, not offside, which I can see why if you're, re- if you're watching it, it looks very confusing how it can be offside when in fact it was a legitimate handball call. Ref got a correct. Good job, ref. Look at look at this, you know, manifesting our our hot flock energy out there in the universe. We're going to turn this into the goddamn goop podcast by the end of this. Good vibes. Good vibes. Good vibes all you get, the time. When you get an episode once a month, you're going to get good vibes. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I think <laughs> I, I think people should be thanking us for only one episode a month. Again, yeah. we weren't doing it for ourselves. We were doing it for the future of the team. The team needed us to shut up. I think that's what it came right. down to. I mean, again, we're team players. We're here for the group. You know, I, hypothetically, I, I enjoy being a hardworking, hardest working man in Madison Sports Podcasting, but sometimes you got to take a break for the better exactly. of the team. Exactly. I mean, it's a, it's a strong player who knows, you know, he, he doesn't have it. He doesn't have the 100%. He has to take, take a day off, helps the team, promotes yep. his backup, brings him in. Third point today, no longer speaking hypothetically, you know, uh, looking into the rest of the season, we can do a little bit of, of kind of forecasting, foreshadowing, if you will. Um, Forward Madison has a Tuesday match in... Uh, somewhere in Colorado. <laughs> northern, yeah, somewhere in northern Colorado. Um, maybe it's still there. Maybe there are forest fires. We don't know. Uh, and so they have a little bit of time off, um, but you know, interesting scheduling here. Uh, fortunately though, Sunday to Tuesday. So they get a little extra time off, get re revitalized. And then it looks like, you know, we get back on a little bit more of a, a, of a normal schedule though. Um, you know, there's a Tuesday night match against uh, union Omaha, why they're scheduling that at home on a Tuesday night. You know, uh, worried about hooliganism, no doubt. Um, 
that was one of my, I was talking about that with Cuba the other day on the trip to the in, inaugural Henny Darby. Uh, uh, apparently they had contacted the forward Madison front office, USL league one with some concerns about, you know, this van of, of, of ruffians going out to, to Richmond and that there would be hooliganism, you know, and Cuba had said, well, they refused our offers to meet in a forest outside of town uh, in true, you know, Polish, Polish, you know, and Polish. Uh, this is only you so League One now is concerned because Richmond was like, yeah, sure. Your section is just next to the Richmond kickers fans. <laughs> yeah. We're fine. So only you so League One have the concern. Richmond was <laughs> like, fuck it. Let's, yeah. it, it it's going to be fine. <laughs> I mean, Richmond, I think they were just happy to increase their attendance. Let's be quite honest. They, um, they saw a bunch of people coming and they're like, yes, fans. They're going to give us money. They're going to spend money here. Let's do it. So, Kyle, where are we looking for from here? What's what should we be thinking about? Um, you know, we're we're trying to manifest good vibes, but you know, uh, we're kind of at, almost at the halfway mark. We are at the proverbial all-star break. Where does it go from here? Well, the good news is, after this game on Tuesday, July fifth, you have three games at home. So for a team that's done pretty well at home this year, winning their last three games and unbeaten, I think they're doing pretty well. You get, you get Northern Colorado, which they need to do better defensively than they just need to do well enough defensively. Northern Colorado, they're a good attacking team. I mean, hypothetically, I don't know. hypothetically though, we're going to have, you know, all three starting defenders back. Yes, but the issue, I mean, even on the, the latest, the last few times they've been on the road, they've allowed two goals to Tormenta. They allowed a goal late to Fuego on a set piece. Yeah. Um, lost 2 0 to Greenville. Like they, there has been some struggles on the road lately. I think they've only got one win at Richmond, though. So that's pretty cool. So I think they, they if they want to, you know, make their way up the table, you got to start winning some games on the road as well as at home. Um, Noko is a, talented team i have no clue it's going to be in fort collins so i don't know how that's going to go should be interesting then you get three games at home tormenta omaha and noko again tormenta started off really really well looked like a defensive fortress that has not been the case they've had a couple of key injuries i think ford madison should feel optimistic about their chances especially considering just a little over a week ago they went into tormenta came back from a goal down to take a lead, unfortunately conceded late, but at least they should get some confidence coming back. Fans are going to be back as well. Cause it's going to be the first home game in almost a month. People are going to want to get back out and cheer. You get Omaha. That's always going to be a close game. Teams that have played each other close. And then you get again, a Northern Colorado team. That's very talented, but you can, it's not, it's not an impossible game to win. I don't think there's any, team that you look and you say, okay, we can't beat them because Ford Madison has beaten Greenville. They have beaten Richmond. They have, at, they've competed with Tormenta and Chattanooga and Central Valley. Again, they've competed with most of these teams. So at least, you know, you can win all these games. I don't think expecting them to win all four is realistic, but I think getting two wins at home. And if you, if you can draw, at least draw on the road, win two out of the three games at home, I think you could feel pretty good 
about how you're how you're going once August comes around because August will be a more road heavy schedule. You build up as many points as you can when you're at home where you've been playing really well. So, no, I, I'd say I seven points, uh, seven you know, points uh, out of twelve is good. Yeah, and it's you know interesting if you look at where forward Madison has fallen so far this year. I mean, we played the top three teams in the league very well, right? Two wins over Richmond, winning a loss against Greenville, uh, a draw against Chattanooga on the road. So you got to, you know, you got to feel pretty good about, you know, those sorts of things. I think three matches at home can, can, you know, push things a little bit there. Um, hypothetically, you know, we're going to go on the road then in August, hypothetically to, to um, Charlotte. Um, that case, I think it may actually be real. Um, we may actually go to Charlotte. That, that one uh, should happen. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, you know, that, that can be a little bit of a concern, but, you know, going back into that, if you get rest and, and, you know, all of that, as opposed to a match where hypothetically you just play on a, a Thursday night and then have to go play on a, a Sunday afternoon, um, you know, you're, you're kind of in good shape, but I think exactly this is where in the past, right. We've had good Junes. We've, you know, looked like we're rounding into form and then July has let us down. We have three home matches, you know, whether you like it or not, home has to be a fortress. Um, and that's, I think really this, this, these three matches, if we can get out of there with seven points, you know, at home, you're going to feel much, much better about your playoff chances than if you go through these three matches and you're staring, even if you have, you know, three draws or, a win and two draws, you know, just in terms of as well, having the belief that you can come home and, and win matches at home. If you get all nine points, even better. Right. But there's, I think hopefully going to be a growing sense of, Hey, you know, because then if you go on a couple of game road trip and you come home and you're like, Hey, we have to, you know, defend the house that that can motivate you. It provides a sense of almost like a security blanket. And I think it can make, you know, that pressure about going on the road and needing to get points a little less, um, you know, and the, the final thing I'll note is it's, it's been heartening. I mean, I think the team is getting better and that's heartening to see. I mean, you know, last year we started hot and then curtailed, um, you know, in the first year we, we, um, you know, we, we had a struggle cause we were, we advanced in the USL or in the U S open, open cup. cup. Yep. And so that, that, took some of our focus away and that led to a little bit less of a, a joyous June, you know, uh, when we were at Hart park, that was lukewarm all year in 2020. Um, we never, that, warmed that, up. that doesn't count. That, that's we never, like a- we never warmed up. We never cooled down, but hopefully, you know, going here, going forward, we're stepping into a stage where we're going to, we're going to, you know, manifest some of this hot flock energy. So, yeah, you know, my unfortunately, advice, last year, out of the four games in July, they drew three, won one, and lost yeah. one. I think they could do better than that this year. Yeah, and, you know, if again, if we're at home, if we can get that momentum going and build on that, we're, you know, all, all you have to do is get into the playoffs, right? And we've shown that against the top three teams in the league, we're competitive. We can go up against them and hopefully, you know, put them – put them to the sword a little bit where we've struggled and, and we struggled last year. Um, and you know, in previous years is especially at home, getting these teams that are below us in the standings and letting us hang around us and so on. And, and you're getting a little bit of a sense that, um, again, hypothetical match Sunday excluded, 
um, that Coach Glazer isn't going to allow that at home. You know, that there's a real sense that you have to, you have to impose your will at te- on teams at home. I think we've seen a little bit more aggressive team. And I'm okay if, you know, the strategy going into the second half of the year uh, is, you know, three, uh, three at home and one on the road that you can, you can do, you can make a lot of hay if that's your strategy. So uh, anything else that you wanted to, you know, sort of touch on any, you know, hypothetical fantasy points, um, anything fans should be looking out for in the, in the upcoming week in terms of matches and so on. Uh, This upcoming week of matches should be interesting to say the least. Um, A lot of it is just because of how close the table is. A win can get you all the way up to possibly first. A loss could have you fall behind behind everyone else, and a draw pretty much keeps you even. So, like, it is interesting this upcoming Fourth of July weekend. Um, how that's going to go? I'm just double checking the matches because I'm pretty sure there is a couple that were like a oh, this looks relatively interesting. I should check this out. And you know, you have Greenville against North Carolina. North Carolina has been this scrappy, plucky team that's much improved from last year. They've seemed to have had Greenville's number this year. That should be interesting to watch. They play Wednesday. Richmond goes to Tucson. Richmond probably wants to get revenge for losing at Tucson. All right. It should be Tucson's not that good, but they've won twice at Chattanooga. Don't know how. Chattanooga and Northern Colorado be a good one for, fan, for massive fans to watch, kind of get an idea of how they play. These two teams are capable of scoring six, seven goals. They're also capable of making really dumb decisions Friday, Omaha hosts Charlotte Independence. So Charlotte hypothetically has got a nice break, fresh legs, but it is, how are you going to cope with Omaha's narrow field? It's going to be interesting. And then Richmond characters play North Carolina. That's Saturday. Should be a close matchup. Fuego against Tormenta, probably going to be chaotic. And then Greenville goes to Tucson. Greenville should win. So Uh, there's a lot of games that are going to be interesting. And Omaha has a couple of games in hand. Um, you know, they They've were only bomb- played three games at home. So it's interesting yeah. to see how they'll do in the second half of the season. But yeah, and they were, yeah. you know, they, they bounced out. They were bounced out. But their, their record so far this year has been pretty strong. Um, you have to wonder if maybe, you know, now that they can refocus, you know, they, they have these couple of games in hand, whether they could be a team that could compete for a, a, another title, too. Um and they're going to be strong and coming to Bree Stevens. So, I mean, that's kind of my dark horse prediction in the second half of the year to look at, you know, Union Omaha again. And, you know, as we've Might. always complained about, they play on that stupid, dumb yeah. bandbox <laughs> of a field um, with, you know, annoying people supporting them. But, you know, neither here nor there. So, uh, I was going to say my dark horse prediction is Fuego is not going to be, they're going to start petering out late. I'm still not convinced on them. They are, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of the like games where it's like, uh, you know, flame or fraud or something like that. And, it's kind of like Monopoly where someone just starts pretty well and then they spent all their money in the first couple of turns and they don't. And then eventually everyone else was slowly getting hotels and stuff. That's what it feels like with Fuego. They spent they, a lot of money early. They've got the railroads. Yeah, they have a they have a railroad. They might have a utility, but they've just bought like random properties here or there. Now they either have to trade it away to get yeah. something in return, or they're just going to sit here with nothing of value. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
Uh, with that, we say forwards, not backwards, upwards, not forwards, and always twirling, twirling, twirling towards freedom. <laughs> <laughs>